Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast and for this episode we have with us Mr Ashok Shastri who is co-founder and CEO at Drive You. Hi Ashok, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me too. So to begin with could you please take us through your career journey so far? Sure. Um well, I was born and brought up in the US uh, and I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to uh, work uh, directly after an internship uh to at taxi for ship uh in 2013 and that was uh you know one of the early aggregators of cabs uh you might remember them uh being acquired by ola in 2015 at that point i wasn't really sure what i wanted to do i uh, should i go back and you know do an mba i uh, work at a startup in the us work at a startup in india and uh as i was going through different like uh you know uh, tech crunch uh you know articles i i saw a company uh in san francisco that had uh you know started something called uh on demand valet so that was where you know a person could request a valet at any point uh in the city and somebody would come on an electric scooter uh pick up your car park your car and then when you want it back you could actually uh you just request it you know within a 5 mile radius and they deliver it to you so i thought hey that sounds like a cool idea it could work in india uh did some on ground research here and um you know that's kind of how things got kicked off with drive you uh but eventually what we realized uh is that you know uh considering the landscape here uh you know the mobility options as well as the cost uh that type of uh service wouldn't quite pan out uh to be you know unique and positive or you know scalable and uh we got to the drawing board and saw that uh actually you know it's not just you know parking at point b uh but it's actually getting from point a to point b uh which is troublesome uh considering the you know traffic infrastructure and uh the, a lot of places already had valet systems in place with some even clothing stores and starbucks have a valet uh so it wasn't a big problem uh so we decided we we then uh, started exploring this uh, on demand driver market and saw there's a huge opportunity uh if you went to just dial there's hundreds if not thousands of listings in each city and they're all small mom and pop shops uh you know they maybe manage you know 20 30 drivers and uh service that locality and you just give them a call uh but uh what we noticed also uh was there's a lack of transparency in pricing uh there was no you know uh in the knowledge of if this driver's background verified to be safe especially considering you know the uber and all the incidents that happened back in that time uh so we wanted to bring safety into the picture and also you know kind of fractionalize pricing uh and standardize processes you know make sure the drivers are coming in uniform make sure they're you know clicking pictures of the car before and after uh to ensure that the car is in uh the same shape that it was when we got it uh and that's how the I know drive you really started off uh solving those core problems and that was launched in 2015 uh, and here we are 8 years later amazing so from 2015 to today i mean how would you describe the journey so far how oh. the company has involved evolved 
Well, I mean, it's evolved on all fronts, uh, even myself personally, right? Uh, when I started, you know, I was 25 years old. Uh, when we started DriveView, there was only two buttons on our app, essentially, uh, one product. Uh, and now, you know, uh, I, you know, <laughs> learned all around business, uh, you know, free from marketing, finance, uh, you know, product uh, to, you know, running the entire show. Uh, and our app has evolved from, you know, having just two options or two buttons on there to now offering an array of services. Beyond just driver services, we offer, um, you know, daily drivers, you know, uh, plus drivers as the driver category. We also offer servicing, uh, and just general maintenance, denting, painting, uh, move on. We launched a doorstep car wash. So, you know, we uh, start off with the idea that this, uh, you know, just providing one thing, but we realized there's a lot of needs uh, that actually uh, needed that could be fulfilled on the car ownership side. So the journey has been great. It's an exciting roller coaster, especially you know, you <laughs> COVID threw a wrench into the business and really made us reevaluate how we do things here. And uh, I can honestly say it's been a time of my life, and uh, I would do it over again uh, a million times. Amazing. So um, as I was reading about DriveView, I got to know that it operates in eight cities, Pan India, with Bangalore as its home base. So what are the challenges that you usually face and what are the opportunities at the same time when you operate in multiple cities, especially as a business as DriveView? I'll take those as two separate questions. Uh, so the first question, the challenges that we face, I, I think with any on-demand service uh You'd say matching supply and demand would be the major challenge for us. Uh, you know, filling those peaks and troughs, ensuring that we are also providing quality drivers along the way. Uh, you know, we've always, uh, you know, focused on quality. We've never been the low cost uh, provider. We've always, you know, maintained that we are going to provide you the best drivers to drive your car, uh, rather than the lowest cost drivers. So, uh, you know, only like four out of 10 drivers that even apply to drive you. Uh, get through the door uh, and start uh, working with us. So scaling that up, uh, especially during festive season, and uh, <laughs> I can get a little tricky, but we we manage. Um, and you know, move, moving uh, forward, you know, we've used a lot of technology to fix these problems, and uh, we we're looking at you know even into implementing. Uh, I mean, we've implemented ML uh, probably four or five years ago. Before it was a cool thing to do. Uh, but later on, uh, supply and demand uh, mapping through AI uh, is what the team's looking at to solve these problems. Yeah. Um, and the second question, I'm sorry, uh, can you remind me what that part was? It was about the opportunities that, well, how do you ah, see? Great. Yeah. So all the opportunities here are, are endless. Uh, the car ownership market is increasing, uh, you know, day by day. Every year, uh, you know, uh, car sales in India are hitting new records, outpacing other uh, more developed countries. Uh, this is, you know, you can just see it every every month. You'll see two, three new car launches uh, and different brands entering India. So I think there, there's an endless opportunity for this business, uh, especially as people look elsewhere uh, for alternative modes of mobility. Um, we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, you know, large companies looking at this market very, very in depth, and uh, you know, word on the street is they're going to be launching driver services too. But what I tell a lot of people is, driver services is the last frontier in personal mobility. A lot of things have been explored already. Uh, there's been uh, a whole th a plethora of people who tried in the cab business. Uh, you see new entrants always now. You see self drive uh, has you know kind of plateaued there. You have e scooters. 
uh, auto rickshaw as bike apps and uh, driver service as uh, as a domain uh, has a vast potential uh, and not just driver services, but catering to the car ownership needs. Uh, you know, what we've launched in, for the doorstep car wash is very unique product. Uh, in, in, in the past, if you want to get your car detailed, you're going to be spending three to four thousand bucks on each uh, service. Uh, here, what we're saying, uh, we've we've productized everything. Uh, say, if your kid still something in the back seat, uh, what we can do is we'll come and just clean your back seat. No need to clean the entire car in detail. So, uh, bringing in you know options for car owners is a big opportunity we see, uh, especially considering they're uh, the more affluent uh, and they have a higher spending power. Awesome. So first of all, congratulations on RiveU being profitable for two consecutive quarters now. And there's also an anticipation of ending FY24 with 100 crore in revenue. So what strategies have you played, uh, have, according to you, have played a significant role in achieving this milestone? Um, no, one thing is, uh, you know, first growth. Growth, everybody doesn't uh, say we've achieved this purely by growth. Uh, but here it, it is uh, partial, partially the truth. Uh, we've grown uh, more or less on word of mouth. Around two thirds of our users come through a referral. Somebody's asking, hey, where can I hire a driver? Um, so that's reduced our, our CAC quite a bit. Our CAC is a sum 200. Uh, and we uh, earned that back, uh, you know, within a couple trips. Uh, next is we focus on unit economics from day one. Uh, we were always making money on each trip. Uh, but it takes scale to become profitable in this business. It's a uh, low margin, high volume type of business that we're in. Uh, and we've been able to achieve higher margins by introducing other services. Uh, most recently, something called Drive U Plus, uh, where users are, uh, you know, going to be guaranteed a veteran driver, somebody who is, you know, uh, test, test driven, tested by many, rated by many. Uh, and uh, meet certain criteria uh, to become that category, uh, and that's increased our uh, you know margins by twenty percent uh, on those bookings. So it, it takes a lot to you know bring that uh, quality where people are willing to pay for it. And then twenty to thirty percent of our bookings on a daily basis are Drive Plus bookings. So there's a few things uh, we also like uh, reduce. Not, we never reduce costs. We're actually hiring. A lot of companies you hear these days are, are doing layoffs and stuff. We're actually hiring. Uh, anybody who knows Android, some Android engineers, please give me a shout out. Uh, I always hire those. Uh, but we've, we've kept a lean team. Uh, we never overhyped, you could say. And we've you know really uh, kept a modest approach to our work style. Uh, we you know still work in the same bungalow uh, that we started off in eight years ago. Uh, we have had multiple offices for different uh, purposes, but this is our home base. Uh, you know, we're, we're not a fancy, you know, company when it comes down to perks or, uh, you know, extravagant parties. We do party a lot of times that's on the terrace at our office. So that's again, saving, uh, saving some money there. Uh, but more so like, uh, you know, we just have a, we have a fantastic team, uh, who's, doing the job of five people. I always tell, uh, others that, okay, my team is, is, we small but mighty, right? For example, uh, in mar in marketing, uh, we have just hired an assistant marketing manager like three months ago. Otherwise, it was uh, my marketing manager plus uh, you know some partnership people and uh, just a designer. So you know, we've kept the team lean. A lot of people take ownership here, and uh, that's the way we like it. I think everybody you know who has contributed to this will 
sees, uh, seeing themselves grow personally too, which is why they stay, stay back, which is important for everybody in the picture. Yeah, I totally agree with the fact that your team plays an essential role when it comes to the success of any business and keeping your team happy at the same time, the personal growth is extremely important, which I think has been happening as has been the case in this. So another very important topic that I wanted to talk and discuss about is uh, the verification of drivers. I mean, you also mentioned a little bit about it in the last question. So with over 50,000 background verified uniform professional drivers completing 5 million trips, how does drive you ensure the quality and reliability of, of the drivers? Yeah, um, that's very important to us. Uh, even before a driver uh, comes to our office, uh, what we do, we do is we have them upload all their KYC details uh, and uh, we run a criminal records check, background verification on the court records check, uh, driver's license extract. Uh, and it's a great, it's a filtration process. If a driver knows he has a criminal record, he's not going to apply here because we check all this. Uh, we use a third party who does a great job on it, and we've been uh, they're very trusted in the industry. Um, from then, uh, we actually then once he comes back verified, uh, we call him to the office for a test drive. Uh, a lot of people, you know, when you get your driver's license here in India, they'll put you know even if you go for a two wheeler's license, they'll keep a four wheeler. Yeah. So some, you know, in the past, we see drivers say, hey, I've had my license, my DL for 10 years, and it's verified. He's had his DL for 10 years. Uh, but the thing is, he's never driven in a car in his life. Uh, so uh, so then that kind of, uh, when we do the test drive here, we're able to uh, assess, is he telling the truth or not? And uh, then finally, if he passes that, we go into, uh, you know, a re-verification of his documents in the office. Uh, and uh, if we see that he has any personality issues, uh, then we'll just ask him, hey, uh, we don't think this is the right fit for you. Uh, you know, please carry on. Uh, and that's why I told you, only three to four drivers who uh, even come to apply for us will make it through uh, the door and start driving people around. So we're very strict. Uh, we've also managed our uh, our drivers, uh, you know, as, uh, you know his, his scoring uh, as he, he's on into the field. Uh, so if there's any complaints, uh, we have, we use a sentiment analysis on any customer feedback we get. Uh, if there's, re if retraining is required, we, you know, suspend his account until he comes back, does retraining. Uh, we're zero tolerance for a lot of things. And, um, you know, that's what keeps our customers happy. Uh, and that keeps, keeps trusting the system. Yeah, very important. So the last question, how do you see the future of mobility services evolving? And what role does drive you pay in contributing to the evolution? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I touched on it earlier that uh, driver service is, is kind of the last frontier that hasn't been, you know, hyper-funded. Um, we've grown to our scale, uh, essentially organically and word of mouth. But the future of mobility here in India stands with personal cars, ownership. Uh, we're seeing a cadre of 7 to 8% of new car, new car sales. Uh, we see a 12 to 13% CAGR on used car sales, uh, which shows an inclination uh, of personal mobility moving towards private mobility. And there's a lot of times where you don't want to drive yourself. There's a lot of times where you know you can't drive yourself or, or drive somebody. Say your parents come to town uh, and you you have work, right? Uh, and the, but they need to get around the city. Uh, being the the you know the shared mobility cabs uh, are kind of deteriorating in quality. You don't want to send your parents in something that could be dirty or unsafe, uh, where you don't have control over. Uh, and that's where driving comes into play. Uh, 
Hire a driver for four hours. It's going to cost you less than a cab. You know your parents are safe because you maintain the car. You know the car is clean because it's your car. Uh, and, you know, that's just one use case. Uh, as the awareness of, you know, uh, driving while intoxicated uh, is increasing and the dangers around it is increasing, uh, we see a lot more people, you know, uh, hiring drivers at nighttime. You know, it's it's very common uh, where you go out with friends and, you know, you're saying, I'll just have one beer. And then I'll just, and that's it. But when you're with friends, that's probably not going to happen. So you kind of have your car with you. You can't drive yourself, uh, not just because the fines are, you know, 10,000, uh, 15,000 rupees, but because it's unsafe. Uh, you know, we're really well known for, you know, getting people home safe. And, and another you know, uh, use case a lot of people have started using this for is commuting to and from work. You know, Bangalore is the second highest traffic uh city in the world. Uh, and if you want to go seven, 10 kilometers, it could take an hour, hour and a half, depending on the traffic that day. And hiring a driver allows you to have your car with you at the office if you need to do other things, uh, or relax in the back seat after a long day at work. Uh, you know, so I see this uh, future mobility moving towards private car ownership, uh, and driving plays a critical role in, in providing comfort. Uh, to users and convenience uh, that they couldn't have uh, otherwise. Definitely. So this also reminds me of one little question that I wanted to ask is that every time there's a negative feedback from a customer, which could be a possibility, I mean, what, I mean, what sort of, how do you see it? Like, is there like anything that, what action basically takes place after that? So, I mean, it really depends on the, the feedback. Uh, I'd say the, the, Number one feedback, uh, negative feedback we get is the driver is delayed or uh, we had to cancel the booking uh, because we couldn't find a driver on time. Uh, those things that we're always working towards to improving. Uh, and I personally respond to customers. Uh, my e there's an email that goes out after each trip you take with DriveView uh, from uh, from me. Uh, some people think it, it could be a fad, these fake, uh, but it's, I actually see all of them. Uh, you know, I get other feedback, uh, like, you know, say if a driver meets with an accident, uh, like 95% of those are happen in parking garages. Uh, so it's a small scratch or dent. We handle that 100%. Uh, we want to ensure there's a positive customer experience, even if there's a negative incident that happens. Uh, but we take all customer feedback very seriously. You know, uh, they, they say that a fish rots from its head down uh, and same, but opposite here, right? We want to make sure that, hey, you know, my team knows that a stroke is customer centric. Uh, that I don't I call customers. I was talking to a customer this morning. Uh, actually, he just messaged me. He's like, You're, I don't know what to do. It says 10 minutes away. He hasn't looked for 15 minutes. Uh, just rest assured, he's moving. He turned off his app. You know, it's he'll come. Uh, so uh, if the team sees that, you know, how customer centric somebody is, they're also going to be customer centric. If they see how laxed and how much they don't care about, you know, customers, they think this, you know, customers are bad or, you know, they just talk crap. Uh, then the team will also act that same way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, also with feedback, if you ignore it, you're never going to improve. Uh, if you, if you're seeing a constant increase in delayed messages from customers who have my phone number, then I know something's going wrong. Uh, you know, or if you see that, uh, cancellations are increasing, you know, and you're just ignoring that. But what do you, what is the, what are you going to do to actually improve? Uh, so, uh, all feedback is good feedback if you take it the right way.
Thank you, Ashok, for joining us today on this podcast, and thank you for sharing some beautiful insights about DriveView. Thank you, Ashok, for having me on uh, today. Uh, you know, it was lovely speaking with you, and uh, uh, until next time. Yeah, and thanks to the listeners for tuning into this episode.